1: In a home, when a parent follows God's prescribed pattern, if he does it upon hearing from God, that discipline will be right. In a church, when we have to do church discipline to people, if we follow exactly God's principles in the Word of God, we'll do it right. And every single time that God disciplines you and me, It's exactly right. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to see that I like it. It just means that it's right.
0: Pastor Mark begins a very challenging series of messages on discipline of our children. There are many different teachings on discipline out there for us to listen to, but the Bible teaches the truth about discipline. As we listen to Pastor Mark, we must pray for wisdom in dealing with each one of our children. God created each one to be different, and they will respond differently to discipline. The Bible tells us that parents are to teach and model how to live life. That includes setting limits and setting boundaries for not just our children, but for ourselves as well. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of today's broadcast. Now, let's join Pastor Mark in the book of Proverbs, chapter 1, verse 10, with part 1 of our message entitled, Love and Limits. The year was 1953.
1: My mom and dad were out of the house. We lived in a parsonage at 1177 Lincoln, Lincoln Park, Michigan. I was told not to go out of the house. I was around, well, you know, <laughs> a young kid. I was being punished by my parents. I, I couldn't remember why when I was thinking about this, probably because I was not, mis- uh, not, not understood. But. <laughs> While they were gone, the doorbell rang. Some of my friends, who were my baseball buddies, came and said, come on out, we're going to go down to the lot, we're going to play ball. I told them my predicament. So they made a suggestion, and I agreed. I would stand on the outside porch only, right outside the door. Well, I went out on the porch, and they suggested I just hit the ball, and they would play catch across the street. Well, we did this, we had a great time. Except I hit one ball, too good. And it went right across the street, over the outreach glove, right through a huge picture window, Of our neighbors. That stopped the game. I went inside and waited for my parents to come home. Now I have for in the overhead four things that could have happened. And I want you to guess which happened when my parents came home. (laughs) Well, number one says nothing. Number two says dad just complimented me. How many think my dad complimented me on my great hitting? Number three. Dad said, next time you disobey... You're going to be punished. What's wrong with you people? You're (laughs) abusive here. I had house arrest. I couldn't go out except to school, and I had to pay for that picture window out of my allowance. That took a long time. Now, when we see that, when you look at that, we learned last week some important things. That when God put us in the home of a mom and a dad, Or today, maybe a single parent. They were there to encourage us and to discipline us and to teach us and to lead us by example. Parents are to teach and model how to live life. And they do that by the word of God. Why? Because the Bible speaks to every single issue of life. The Bible is really misunderstood. And let me say this in a kind way. The Bible, most people are basically ignorant of biblical truths. They're not ignorant people. I don't mean that at all. They just don't understand the Bible. In fact, many churches just don't teach the Bible. And this is why the Calvary chapels and many other churches that teach the Word of God are just absolutely booming. I have people talk to me all the time, call, I want to come in, whatever. What's the secret? All these car. What, what is the secret? Is it the Saturday night service? Is it the contemporary? No, it's one thing. It's teaching God's word. Because that has the answers to life. Now, when we teach God's word, there's some parts of it that we have to go through. And notice the title of our teaching nine is Love and Limits. The limits equals, if you want to just put that as a note, it equals loving discipline, setting boundaries in our lives. Now, when we heard the word discipline, most of us think of it as punishment. Some, if I even say the word tonight, and you're going to hear it, so you might as well just get used to it. If I say this word, I can guarantee some of you almost are tempted to turn off the rest of the night. But don't do that. You listen. And the word is Spanked. Now, I'm not just talking about kids. I'm talking about God spanking adults. You say, huh? Just listen up. Now, discipline is not negative. The Bible calls it positive. Biblical discipline is related to one thing. Understand what biblical discipline is. It's related to a goal. A person becoming like Christ and doing life right. So I want you to remember tonight, all through our teaching, that godly discipline is positive, it's not negative, I didn't say it was enjoyable, I just said it's positive, turn to your neighbor and wake him up and say, godly discipline is positive, positive," and say it with a smile, I want to give you six keys tonight, here we go, number one, all people need limits, godly discipline, there isn't a person in this building tonight, any of us that doesn't need discipline, Godly limits. I heard this from somebody who was unmarried. I once had no children and six theories on child raising. Now I have six children and no theories on child raising. You see, that's the real life. In God's word, we find the wisdom, the balance needed between love and limits. How and when to apply this discipline, and this goes for our families, but it also goes for God when he applies discipline to you and I as Christians. So specifically, parents need to know these three things, and I have them listed for you. When to punish, when to encourage, when to talk, when to listen, when to be tender, and when to draw the line or the limits. You see, how can we, how can we know when we should punish and when I should just let it go because it wasn't a big thing and encourage or when should I be, you know, as as kids think, harping on something or just be quiet and listen or when can I be tender? And then on the other hand, when I draw the line, how do I do that? Well, how do we learn to do that? We do that. We learn those balance from the Word of God. Now, why do we need Loving discipline and defying limits. There's this ongoing battle that's been in, in society in the last probably 50, 60 years. May have been before that, but definitely highlighted in those years. Here's, here's the debate. You pick what you think is the right answer. Does a child learn to be selfish or evil in his home environment or her home environment? Or is a child born with a sinful, evil, Nature. Now, the world will say to you that a child learns evil from a home. That's partly true. But really, the Bible has a different answer. If you want, let's just turn to two things quickly. Psalms 51, and then you can turn to Proverbs. We'll be in Proverbs most of the night. Because that's the book we're studying. Every child is born with a sin nature. Little Samara that we dedicated tonight, sweet, four and a half months, beautiful. Problem is, there's a sin nature. Now, Psalm five says this, David speaking, Surely I was sinful at birth, had nothing to do with the home life. Surely I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. Those of you that are abortion fans, read that one. The sin nature was deposited at where? Conception, where there was life in the mother's womb. Turn to Proverbs twenty-two, fifteen. So a child doesn't sin just because he's imitating his parents. Certainly part of that comes, and that's disgraced for you and I when we see our kids losing their temper and we go, man, that looks like me, and they went, well, that's why I learned it. But the real sin nature came before that. A child sins because he or she was born a sinner. That sin nature is rebellious. It's selfish. You can see that in a child. It's mine. I want it now. You observe that. That sin nature is just rebellious. And the reason it looks so ugly is because it's ugly in us. But often we don't see ourselves. Proverbs 22.15 says this. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child. So where where is it from? It's from the heart. It's the innermost being. It's the part that God has to change in us. It's the heart. It's not the mind. It's the heart. And that's why David would say, God created me a clean heart. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline. Now don't just think of the rod tonight as this big two by four. I'm not talking about that. It can be all kinds of discipline. But it just represents discipline from a loving parent. The rod of discipline will drive it far from him or her. So first, remember, every child is born with that sin nature. Because of that sin nature, I need godly discipline. God, through my parents... And God through himself, God through pastors as adults, will, will help us correct that sin nature that finds its way to the outside often. Point number two, God's discipline is our role model. Turn back to uh, uh, Deuteronomy 8, verse 5. The Bible relates that God disciplines all Christians, believers, We'll turn to that in a moment and go through it very quickly. In Deuteronomy 8.5, understand what the Bible says. If you haven't found it, just ask your neighbor and they'll help you. Deuteronomy 8.5. Know then in your heart that as a man disciplines his son, so the Lord your God disciplines you. So as we, as we watch how God in the Bible... Tells us to discipline our children, or as we watch how God disciplines us as adults, we then take that as a role model into our homes, into our places of work, into the church, when there needs to be godly discipline in those places. Now, turn back to Proverbs chapter 3 verse 11. And while you're turning there, just keep your other finger and go to Hebrews, Old Testament. Almost to the back of the Bible. Let's look at a, the principle in the Old Testament, and then we'll go and look at the very same principle in the New Testament. Do you know in the majority of churches you go in tonight, you'd never hear what you're just hearing? Pages of the Bible opening. That's a good thing, isn't it? You're doing good. You're doing good. Proverbs 3, 11 and 12. Now this is to children, this is to adults. This is to students, men and women, young people. My son, my daughter, do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke. Well, why shouldn't I? Man, I don't like it when God disciplines me. I don't like it that you have a church here that says you can't get up and just walk around anytime you want during the service. Well, that's fine. Find another church. Well, nobody's going to tell me what to do. Oh, yes, somebody is. You see, we have that, rebel. all of us have a rebellious nature in us. All of us. You, You know, when you go to find the parking place and it's just a little over the red line. We have friendly folks that will encourage us to park elsewhere with big fines. So that rebellious nature is there, but look what he says. Do not despise discipline. Do not resent the rebuke. Well, why? Here's the next reason. Because the Lord disciplines those what? He loves. As a father, the son, he delights in. In other words, this discipline from God, and you've heard it said a lot of times, and kids don't understand it, adults do when they get there to be parents, this is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. Sure, Dad. But it is, because if a father or mother really loves their children, to see to have to discipline them hurts them. It's just that way, and God doesn't enjoy it. But it's good for us. Now, turn to Hebrews chapter 5, excuse me, chapter 12. We'll see the very same principle. I'm going to read through the verses very quickly because I don't have time tonight. But this shows us the continuity between the Old Testament and the New Testament. Same principles are going together, exactly the same principles. Paul would speak this. shouldn't surprise you that the same principles are there because the Holy Spirit is the one who wrote the Bible. Now, I want you to understand this as we go through. Just look at me before we look up the exact verse. In this room tonight, in this room tonight, are men and women, students, boys and girls. Some of you are sons and daughters of God. Some of you are not. It will tell you at the end of the service what that means. All of us technically are sons and daughters of God. But in a spiritual sense, only some of us here are really sons and daughters of God. So what I read here applies only to those who are really Christians, who are really born again, who really have an experience from God. Because... Notice, the father disciplines those he loves, and you'll see here he defines the love who's a real son and daughter of God. Look at Hebrews chapter 12, verse 5. And you have forgotten the word of encouragement that addresses you as sons. My son, do not make light of the Lord's discipline. Do not lose heart when he rebukes you. Sound similar? Exact thing we just read in Proverbs. Verse 6. Because the Lord disciplines those He loves, and He punishes some He accepts as a son. Is that what it says? How many does He punish if they're really sons and daughters? You say, well, God's never punished me. Well, two things. One, you're pretty dense. <laughs> or, 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 you're not a son or daughter of God. Now that's a tough one. So it means... That doesn't speak well for us, really, does it? Because it means that after I come to Christ, I, I still have to be disciplined. Why? Because the old sin nature remains. The rebellion remains in my heart. The selfishness remains. So he disciplines everyone. Now that discipline includes training and education, instruction and warning correction, all kinds of stuff. We'll get to that in a moment. Verse 7. What should I do when God brings trials and temptations, and difficult things into my life, and I don't like them. What should I do? Well, number seven says, endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as sons, slash daughters. For what son, this is interesting, for what son is not disciplined by his father? So, what does that assume? What did that verse just say? The verse said this, if you're a father... Will you ever discipline your son and daughter? Absolutely. If you're a mother, will you? Absolutely. It just assumes that. Verse 8. If you are not disciplined, and everyone undergoes discipline, speaking of Christians, then you are illegitimate children and not true sons. Moreover, we have all had human fathers who discipline us and when, and we respected them for it. You might want to circle that word, we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the father of our spirits and live? So the Bible says all of us as Christian parents are assumed to lovingly discipline our children. It also says to all of us that aren't parents tonight, that are older, have grandparents, single people, whatever, that God will discipline you, and he will discipline me. And I'm to endure it because it's good for me, even though, you're going to see in a moment, I don't enjoy it. It's good for me. Though the Bible tells us how to receive it. I may not understand it, but I'm to endure it. Even when I broke the window... I knew when dad came home, the penalty would be paid. I knew it. Verse 10. Our fathers disciplined us for a little while, while as they thought best. But God disciplines us for our good, that we may share in his holiness. What that simply means is this. Human parents never have, watch me, never have the balance between love And limits exactly right. We never get it exactly right. Sometimes we're too lenient. Sometimes we're too harsh. And we just struggle. If you've raised kids, there isn't a parent here who has raised children that probably wouldn't have done some things different. Because we have more wisdom now. So we don't have that perfect balance between it. We do the best we can. We follow the guidelines. But we're still humans. This teaching will, I think, help many of you tonight. But look what the next verse says. But God disciplines us for our good, the last part of that verse, that we may share in His holiness. In other words, God's discipline is perfect. What does that mean? That means in a home, when a parent follows God's prescribed pattern, if he does it, Upon hearing from God, that discipline will be right. In a church, when we have to do church discipline to people, if we follow exactly God's principles in the word of God, we'll do it right. And every single time that God disciplines you and me, it's exactly right. Now, it doesn't mean you're going to see that I like it. It just means that it's right. He gives me exactly what I need when I need it not too much not too little and he's using it to grow me well we know it isn't easy because look at the next verse no discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful when dad came home when I was in the house for two weeks and had to save all my bucks for the window I hated it I wish I'd have never swung the bat but it was too late ever been there?
0: We've heard Pastor Mark tell us several times during this series that parents are to teach and model how to live life. This principle goes along with another principle, parents are to teach their children the Bible. These are the keys in the discipleship of our children. Biblical discipline is related to a goal, the person becoming like Christ and doing life right.
2: Social media is a huge blessing that most of us use every day. We want to encourage you to become our Facebook friend and follow our Twitter feed. At the Facebook page and Twitter feed, we post information about upcoming events, discipleship articles, and encouraging quotes that will inspire you in your walk with Jesus. Log on to LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next
0: time on Lessons for Living, we'll learn that the Bible has a lot to say about discipline. God sees the importance of discipline, and He shows us by His model how we should discipline our own children. There are many thoughts on discipline in the modern world, but the Word of God is the truth. We should look to God and His Word for guidance and wisdom. God's discipline should be our role model. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time as Pastor Mark continues teaching through the book of Proverbs. That's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: Our eyes have seen and our ears have heard His Word made flesh in a hurting world a new hope He is giving. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living. Lord, let us hear your lessons for living.